1: Everyone, to uh, post-game coverage of the Browns' uh, lost to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I was just looking up the final score because I lost track of it and all of that. Um, we'll get to that. We'll cover the final score. Suffice it to say that they lost. Um, they uh, are uh, They have. – I'm going to bring in Jake Burns and Brad Ward here in a second, but I just want to read a few statistics that I put together out of my frustration at how bad the Browns have been playing. Uh, they have been outscored 70-40 to 40 since the bye week um they have uh gone 1 and 6 since starting the season 2 and 1 uh 5 of the 10 opponents of the Browns this season have scored 30 points or more the browns now have a worse record than all but three afc teams the jacksonville jaguars the uh las vegas raiders and the houston texans they are 6 and 12 in their last 18 games and they are 11 and 16 since the beginning of 2021 so uh with all of that let me welcome in uh Jake Burns and Brad Ward Um, for their perspective on what is another uh, disappointing loss, another game in which the Browns underachieved, and um, uh, hard to imagine what uh, the rest of the season looks like at this point from 3-7. and Uh, Jake, uh, your your immediate reaction to
0: today's game? Um, They didn't make enough winning plays, man. Uh, I thought that they were putting together semblances of drives, putting themselves down the field, moving it relatively effectively, mostly through the air because running the football was absolutely anemic. But, you know, I think if you go back and listen to the pregame show, even the most optimistic of us, so like Andrew, I think you picked them to win. It was like a high-scoring game. They have to score. Like, they, yeah. like I, I think this is a, a funny parallel. You know, I, I see – I have a good friend of mine who's an Iowa fan. And, Andrew, you can relate up there where you are and kind of being closer to Iowa. But the Iowa offense is absolutely downright laughable. It's one of the worst in, in, in Division One college football. But the defense and special teams are elite. So, like, people – Start to say like there's just this funny notion out there that they that that that, that um uh, that, that, that they they overcame so much right the people quit on no people didn't quit on Iowa they knew the defense and special teams would be good but the offense is just laughable for me it's like I know that I know that the the defense is going to be bad for the Browns for the most part but they have to have what's supposed to be their best parts show up and and the offense for the last two weeks has just been pretty bad i don't really know what other way to put it so when you're in again the offensive line was pretty bad so when your best parts of your team are failing then you're really you're just not going to be able to win enough games like and again we talked about it in the pregame. like if if you're uh, running game and, and and brad we talked about it in our Pre-game podcast they had to run the ball and they had to defend the run they didn't either of them they put all the pressure on Jacoby Brissett. they put all the pressure on their defense and we saw what happened so I'm not surprised guys I'm not surprised by the outcome whatsoever
1: go ahead Brad
2: no I uh you know they they had a chance to make a game of it in the first half and they you know the fumble a chance to you know take control of the game and get ahead a little bit you know uh, that sets them back. It's those kind of plays. I mean, if you would have told me before the game that they would hold Buffalo to six field goals inside the 20, I'd be like, sweet, you know, awesome. Uh, that is a good chance, but they shouldn't have even had a t- an attempt at six field goals. Um, like you said, they don't make winning, winning plays. plays. Like the, the s- two sneaks in a row, Jacoby Brissett, you can't get one yard. Uh, that's two drop infuriating touchdowns
0: from tight ends on the second yep. drive of the game. Harrison two Bryant drop touchdowns. times his jump in the back of the end zone in the third quarter. Like yeah. it's just they don't make the, the onside recovery, right? It's yep. just like they don't make winning plays. They just don't yep. make them. And it's kind of been that way all year. I mean, dating back all the way back to the jets game, they stop making winning plays, and for the most part, they just don't make them. There's like 15 chances to make winnable plays throughout a game. Most NFL games, the expected outcome happens on a lot of plays. Now, the expected outcome varies based on who's calling your plays, whatever, whatever, but if there's like 15 plays where somebody overcomes the expected outcome or has to make a catch or has to make a tackle or has to make a sack or make a block or make a throw, and they just don't make those plays this year. They just don't make them. And, you know, you can say culture. I'm not here to listen. I'm to the point, guys. I promise, Andrew, I wouldn't rant on this thing. I'm really not like I, I don't <laughs> I, I, I don't care what your opinion is anymore. And I don't care to call anybody wrong. If you want everybody fired, cool. Do your thing like I'm not here to sit here and call you wrong. I'm not there, but I think that they have brought out the worst of everybody's opinions. Right. Like not that, that you have bad opinions, but they've brought out an irrational side of everybody at this point. So, and again, irrational opinions means that there's going to be a difference in opinions. So like, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think anybody's any more wrong than anybody else. You're all frustrated. We're all frustrated. They don't make enough winning plays. And if you want to say that's a byproduct of poor culture, I'm not going to argue with you. Cause I don't have any tangible evidence to argue to the contrary. So they just don't, they're not getting it done. They, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't, they're not getting it done. That's all. That's all I can say. Like there's no special elixir to explain, that they don't get, they don't make winning plays. And that just, again, that could be a culture thing. You can call it whatever you want, but they're not making them.
1: Yeah. I think in some, some ways the this game to me is a little more frustrating. I mean, it's, it's frustrating to come up, show up off your bye week and get blown out. I think that's Mm -hmm. pretty frustrating. Um, This is frustrating in a different way because it felt like, you know, Jake, you had a tweet in the first half that Josh Allen didn't, didn't look right at all. And the bills were really kind of serving this one up uh, to, for the Browns to, to get it under control and, and kind of put it into the sort of game script that they like to play in being up with two scores and being able to kind of lean on teams with the run game. Um, and the Browns just refused to kind of take that gift. Uh, like you said, that the, the drop touchdowns by the tight ends, the uh, the, the very costly uh, botched uh, snap exchange. I mean, obviously you don't go into a game planning for your uh, starting center to leave on the first snap. Um, and And so that, you know, that is some adversity, but the the plays were there to be made and the Bills were ready to make this a game uh for the Browns and and, and barely played in the first half. And still it by the end of the game it, it looked pretty easy. You know, I, I said in 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 our Slack after the first quarter that, you know, we've we've all been traumatized now to expect the Browns to start good. And everybody on on Browns Twitter was saying at the end of the first quarter, well, it doesn't matter how good the first quarter was because they're gonna they're they will find a way to lose this game and that is exactly what
0: happened so there there's the i said something. that to, to your tweet yeah. um yeah. yeah i mean it is. it is you're right like and, and to be fair sometimes the game script has been immaculate and it's worked out really well i actually didn't think this one was it worked out very well they were putting themselves i think on that first drive they had yeah. two third downs of longer than 10 yards and they've converted Correct. them one jacoby run and another uh what was the other one? Maybe a draw, a screenplay. I'm not sure. But they put themselves in a really bad spot, and they overcame it and made a couple big throws. And I was kind of like, okay, they can't keep doing this throughout the rest of this game, yeah. or it's going to be a bad recipe. And we saw it. Like, But, again, the, the Bills, to your point, somebody just made a comment. They were right for the picking. They came out slow, very slow, very uh, uh, lethargic. The Browns uh, came out, it seemed like, ready to play and it it, when you looked up at the quarter at the midway through the second quarter and you're like oh god this is only 10 to 3 and it should have been 21 to 3 you're like that was it they had to take advantage because when the bills got hot and the bills got hot right around the uh the the point in the game where uh josh got swiped by jok he got like jok was trying to knock the ball out of his hands right at the sideline he took it as a guy going after his arm jok swipes at the ball at everybody so it wasn't a dirty play but bills people want to consider that a dirty play it wasn't at all he was trying to swipe the ball before josh got out a bounce josh got pissed he was better right from then on he was better the Bills started to say hey maybe we should run the football on this nfl yeah. historically poor run defense they did that uh and and i think both running backs ran for like 85 yards and it was over from there like but again to you, to everyone's point and especially the way you put it Andrew they killed themselves they they killed themselves uh fourth fourth down failures two of those um and then they had to two uh not any interceptions but they had the missed thirty five yard blocked field goal <laughs> <laughs> like a trajectory issue how on earth are <laughs> these getting blocked on on mid-range not even mid-range like short field goals yeah, that's a short that field gets goal. blocked and it's like then then uh then the fumble exchange on a hand on, on just a wide zone where it feels like 99.9 percent of fumble exchanges get recovered by the offense <laughs> it doesn't get recovered by the brown it's just like it's 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 the same old stuff man same old stuff they're not making yeah. winning plays and they shot themselves in the foot because the defense actually I thought was fine. They they gave up gashed runs, but again, that's like, what are you expecting? They did, but they, they were relative. They, again, that's like the status quo. We want them to be better. I'm just talking about what have they shown us and what am I expecting? They yeah. were what I expected. I actually thought they were in a way good enough to win this thing. And then two, yeah, like the punt stuff, the punt, the punter Bjork was at two terrible punts. They, they failed to cover one of them. Well, and, um, I don't know. I just it's it's so frustrating. It's like what they they make the easy difficult. They just make the easy sure. difficult in the NFL, yeah. and that's why they're three and seven.
1: Well, and and given the way that Jacoby Brissett played in this game, and I've said this a few times this season, it's very hard to sit here and credibly say that J- Deshaun Watson helps them win this game, in my opinion, because you know the, those balls that were dropped in the end zone aren't going to be thrown any better than what Jacoby did. You know, there's yeah. there's a, a, a list of things that he did really well in this game. Three hundred plus yards passing, three touchdowns. I know a lot of that is garbage time numbers, but um, actually, most a- of it
0: was before Andrew. I mean, he was at like two fifty before the fourth quarter. So I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. He did pass oh, no, the stats, no, no, yeah. but like yeah. he was good. Yeah. It was an elite Jacoby game. Would you agree?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes, I think this is. I mean, considering the quality of the opposition, I think this is probably his best game of the season. Yeah, yeah uh, I
0: would agree.
1: And, and and I I think that makes the future of this team even harder to parse because you can try and sit here and say. Well, they've got Deshaun Watson coming back in two weeks. Well, I I don't know that that solves the problems that this team has right now, Brad.
2: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, not this team. It's not like Watson will give you a better chance to win just because he's a better player in sure. general, and not just as far as like just throws. Like he's, he's an all around better player. Yeah. Um, he may also bring a, a, you know a confidence and, and a spark yeah. to this team that they need right now, yeah. uh, potentially. Uh, and that may be a factor, but to your point, like yeah, you can't ask Jacoby to do anything more. He did his damnedest to keep this team in the in the game. Uh, he put throws where they needed to be. He, to Jake's point, he overcame kind of a a slow run game, bad script to start the game to make some really nice throws. Amari made a nice catch. I mean, they they overcame some things where they were in a position to take a lead. What? It should have been like seventeen three or whatever or you said twenty one three if if they capitalize on their opportunities uh they they just and I don't think it's a culture thing guys I think that you have to go out initially and have individuals on your team that will make winning plays and then everybody else has to follow so like if you don't get like an initial like on a def- on a defense if you don't have like a couple guys that will make winning plays in the clutch, and then people follow you, Then, or you start to, like, the Jets game was like, you guys, as somebody was pointing out, since the Jets game, it's been all bad, losing plays. I think it might have been you, Jake, or Andrew, one of you guys said that. But, yeah, because, like, that's what they're used to, right? Like, that's what they saw. It's in their head now, and then it's, like, backwards. And, And, like I said, I can't totally blame the defense because, they were awful against the run, but that's what we expected. They kept him out of the end zone. That's kind of what I was asking him for. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know. To your point, this team itself isn't going to be a ton better with Watson. But ultimately, this defense needs a rework. Prefer needs fired. I mean, the guys, be honest. Special teams does nothing right. They really don't. They no. they rarely get it right uh, on all the little things. And I guess he's really like focused on attention to detail. People told me <laughs> I don't know how because they miss on a ton of stuff. Like thirty-four yard third time's kick's been blocked because of trajectory. First two were long. This one's a chip shot. I don't know. At some yep. point, you got to keep guys' hands down at the line. Is, I mean that's yep. part of kicking a field goal. Yep.
1: Yeah, the special that. teams have been bad since you know I, I I take it all the way back to the botched punt uh, against the Chiefs that let the Chiefs back into the game back uh, week one last year, and they 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 haven't improved. And so um, you know he's this is his fourth year here. There's certainly no reason that he should be here any longer. You know I think there was a lot of people's, you know uh, bantering back and forth on Twitter during the game once things got out of control of of you know the the, the age-old question of what sense does it make to fire somebody now versus the end of the season. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, we can have that discussion if you want. We talked about it pregame, you know, uh, we were anticipating, I think the defensive performance being a little worse than it was. Um, but certainly I think we can have the same conversation about the special teams coordinator. I don't know what is gained by keeping him around for another six games or seven games, but, um, it, it feels, it, it feels like overall, you know, I mean, to, to, to take this to the, to the bigger picture, uh, Jake, you, you mentioned that you're not there in terms of getting rid of, get rid of Kevin Stefanski. I'm not either, but I'm certainly willing to listen to the arguments a lot more than I was a few weeks ago. Um, when, when they were in the middle of that, uh, what, five game losing streak, uh, four game losing streak, they, they were, um, you know, th- there were legitimate uh, criticisms of Stefanski, but I think that the, 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 the rational take was stick stick with him, stay the course, let him get his quarterback in. He's an offensive uh, game plan and play calling genius, you know, let's see him with a good quarterback and let's see what they can unlock for the rest of the team. And I think that argument still holds water, but I think that the the voices, the dissenting voices that say that he does not have the respect, the the command of this locker room or this team, sound a lot more credible to me when they're sitting at three and seven and continue to be the sort of team that looks more like a losing team than a winning team.
0: I I, I mean, I still, I still don't think I would fire him. I mean, I re, I really don't. Like, I, I know sure. that's what you said too. I just, I can't get moved to that point. Like I, I really can't get moved that like there based on what I think he, I mean, I guess I get it too. I I'm, I'm willing to, I don't have an answer. Like I kind of right. retweeted somebody right. and said, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know, man, I, if you think that just the next guy is going to be it, I, maybe I guess, but that's like, I guess I think the baseline of Stefanski, if you improve the, the the performance, collective performance of his coordinators would be better. Not to say Kevin's infallible and they're not, they're clearly not doing things perfectly on offense. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's without question, but I would like to see him get another run at hiring a defensive coordinator and a, and a run at a full season with Watson. And I'm not going to be moved off that this year. I just would yeah. rather give it another year. I don't think he's a bad coach. I do think that he has a motivation issue at times. So um, with that with that considered, like I think you could say he needs somebody pretty fiery to run the defense. I right. think as a yin to the yang that he is as a head coach who can motivate that. Because I think – that running your head through a wall motivationally isn't always a great part of an overall offense. You kind of want your offense to be very calm, collected, gathered, precise about all that stuff. But as far as motivating the team, we only see very small glimpses of Kevin. He might lay into them at halftime. He might be going crazier behind the scenes than we know. He really might. But, again, we don't know that, and we don't know how he kind of like – We know the canned responses you get in press conferences, which I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. You want him to yell at people at press conferences. I guess I get it. But um, we don't really know behind the scenes. He might be pretty fiery at those things that motivate. But um, the guy running the defense, I think Joe Woods shares a pretty similar demeanor. And I do think defense is pretty motivation-based, probably more motivation-based than we want to admit. And in mm-hmm. that, I think they could use somebody who's a little bit of a counterbalance to the voice that Kevin has. So I mean, again, I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey, you want a clean house? You're an absolute moron. Like I'm not I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is my perspective. I would rather them give Kevin a chance at hiring another defensive coordinator just like Sean Payton got. Just like because if you recall Sean Payton, yep. I wrote a whole article on this thing, man. And- like it's just a good example. Okay. Can an offensive minded play caller head coach win? Super Bowl well he has a pretty dang good quarterback uh, in his first year in New Orleans and they go to the playoffs they reach the divisional round um, and then and then the next two years are average eight and eight seven and nine he fires his head his defensive coordinator and brings in Greg Williams who we all know is pretty fiery <laughs> I'm not calling for Greg Williams but like it's pretty obvious that he's a different approach to coaching his side of the football than Kevin does and they won the Super Bowl the next year, right? And they yep. continued to have really nice runs until Bounty Gate, and he had to make another change. But my point is, like, I would I would prefer to give Kevin a chance to right the ship defensively and special teams-wise. And um, I think the moment I would get really concerned, Andrew, is if they didn't do that this offseason. If, they, if yep. they didn't do that sort of stuff, if they didn't remove those guys, I would get pretty concerned about. All right, this is just a buddy system. Like, I, I would mm-hmm. just get pretty concerned. That's when I would get concerned. I'm pretty. Uh, uh, I think I have a pretty good feel for what I'm expecting this team to do the rest of the year, based on who they have and where they're at. I think they need to change a voice at some important positions in the coaching staff. And if they can, if they do that, then I think they've got a chance to be pretty good next year. I, I do. So, um, you know, but that's that's sort of where I'm at this year. I guess yeah. I don't. I don't have the answer. No, I'm and not here I, to I, call anybody else wrong. I'm really not.
3: Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: Hey guys, it's me, Jake, telling you again about the fantastic offer coming up from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, which is coming to the Buckeye State at the turn of the year. They're already available. If you go in, sign up, you get $100 in free bets with an early sign up bonus. Now, again, reminder you cannot get this offer if you wait around and do it after the turn of the new year when, when it's a go live date for sports betting in Ohio. You have to do it early. You get an early sign up bonus by using the promo code OBR. Very simple, just OBR. Bonuses issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. One one of twenty twenty three. Unique user identity verification is required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER.
1: I don't think we want to sit here and have the argument because I think we're all on the same side, uh, you know, of, of of this you know conversation. But I think it's I think it's what my, my point is more that you know, the NFL is, is, is such a unique business because there's very few games. And so the, the, they're, they're entering now the danger zone of being at the bottom of the league, being a team that is not competitive week to week. And um, I know that the last two opponents have been tough. They've got a tough game against next week against Tampa Bay. The schedule eases up a little bit with Watson coming back, but you've got some divisional games still. My point is, when you get into this water where you're talking double digit losses, weird things happen, right? This this is where the NFL is, is kind of unlike other uh, sports where things really can kind of get out of control. Um, You started to see it last year um, with that, uh, you know, the, the effort from uh, the offense against the Steelers. And on that Monday night game, It, it, these things take on a life of their own and things that you don't think are possible or even advisable, Start, suddenly jump onto the table and I think to your point Jake it it feels pretty predictable where we're, where we're headed but I, I just think that the, the, the constant losing really puts a, a, a texture on this that could get interesting you know I mean the thing that I always harken back to is two years ago it was obvious three years ago it was obvious that Freddie Kitchens was going to be fired no one thought John Dorsey was leaving and all of a sudden you know the, the things get bad enough and but one meeting goes wrong and John Dorsey's out the door the next day too. And now they're, they're, they're at the complete reboot. So, um, they put that, themselves
0: uh, in this position though, Andrew, like I wouldn't be stunned by anything. They've put themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like, exactly
1: yeah. what I'm saying. That's exactly what yeah, I don't, what I'm I don't
0: saying. Nothing about what the Browns ever do will ever surprise me. Like I can't, <laughs> the only time I've been surprised in the last seven or eight years is when Watson decided to come to Cleveland. That was the most yeah, jaw dropping moment I've had as a absolutely. Browns fan. Um, yeah. But, and, and, uh, but nothing from
1: point, this, is, this is what I'm saying is it's Jimmy Haslam. It's, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not asking for it. I think the best thing they can do is run it all back one more year with the changes that you talked about. I agree with you hundred yeah. percent Jake, but I just, you know, the, like, as oh, you I'm said, not here
0: have, I'm not here to be right or wrong brother. I'm just here to share my opinion. Like I, I sure. think you, I, they could do anything and I mm-hmm. would not, I would not be surprised by it. So yeah. um
4: yeah, Brad, I'm curious they put, to hear they put themselves
0: there. Yeah. Go ahead, Brad. Oh uh, no,
2: I, I I agree with both you guys. I mean, I want to see Stefanski get an opportunity to work with Watson, and I would like to. I, I like, I I like Stefanski. I you know you can call me whatever you want to call me. I, I like him as a coach. Um, and, and I think that you know he hasn't been perfect by any means, and he's had tough times. at you know he's had some tough moments this year and last year. But uh, I like what he is as uh, an offensive mind, and I like what he is as an overarching leader for this team. So I'm cool with him getting more time. I would like to see him get more time. As you guys said, I would like to see it under a different uh defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator i would almost guys why they should just fire prefer today like for for like literally for like to save face with some of the players like at least you could walk in the locker room and be like listen you know I mean, what what leg do they have to stand on in the special the special teams unit? And I'm not trying to say, like, Mike Prefer doesn't deserve as many second chances as everybody else. But, like, to make an example of somebody, if it's smart, tough, accountable, like, at some point, you maybe you need to do something drastic to get the player's attention. Uh, and maybe we're at that point. And he seems like a guy that's expendable because they don't do shit right in special teams. <laughs>
0: yeah i guess it's like the question is i i guess my question is this like is 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 i don't think pre-first design and structure is terrible here it feels like a massive execution thing to me more than anything else with specials it's it's an execution thing everybody's listen everybody's doing a lot of similar things special teams wise you can only get so creative with the boxed in rules that you have anymore but i feel like the players um not getting it done uh it's like i guess it's like how would the players feel would they feel like hell yeah we got rid of an idiot or would they because we at the outside look at the results and we're like that guy's terrible but would the players be like we got that guy fired you know what i'm saying like because we didn't do what we were supposed to do and again like it's a bottom line business, and that's how it goes. I just lean toward guys, and this might not be popular. I don't think they'd be crazy for doing it, but I do lean toward it's going to happen in the off season. Like that's when they're going to yep. do all this stuff because yep. there's going to be an overhaul of a lot of different looking things. So, um, I don't know. I, I I just that's that's where I lean. Yeah. You now I could be wrong tonight. They can make a firing tonight, but it I probably
2: will. That. It yeah. probably will. But it just feels like you know.
0: I'm with you. You're not wrong. None of us are wrong in terms of like we should remove these. I do think certain some of these guys are going to be removed when it comes down to it. Like there's not a doubt in my mind at this point that they're going to remove those two. I just, I guess I don't know. And maybe there's more to be gained. We talked about in the pregame. I'm not, I'm not like opposed to the idea of firing people in season, but I guess you got to look at like what is to gain. And I think special teams, it's really hard to be like, you know, because the, the, their special teams is usually run by one guy. And then there's there's no real assistant special teams coach. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there are a bunch of guys who could call the defense because they're intricately involved in the defense and, and all of that. But for the most part, you got to get a guy that's now wholly in charge of your special teams. Everyone being where it's just I don't. I yeah. don't know. Logistically, I it might not fix. make sense. Yeah, if, if These guys might beat Tampa next week, and it, they might be 4-7, and seven and they might have a chance to make a run right at the end. I don't know. I, I The season certainly is over, but it's like mm. it, there are games that they can still win, and maybe they do win some games. I, I don't know. I, I just – I think that I feel like more than anything else, I, I mean, I don't expect them to lose every game the rest of the way. I really don't. So I think they're going to win some games. It's just I hope that some of these games that they do win – um because again I don't expect them to go 3 and what is it now 3 and 14 I don't expect them to do that but I don't want those wins to make them feel like they should keep certain people right like right. just because right. they won 4 of the last 6 now they should keep the defense together cuz it's humming or something like that like that's no. a fear so I see both sides of that argument is my 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 long-winded uh long-winded point but but yep. I just don't think hey F- F- Prefer's gone and then next week the special teams is just fixed. I guess is like, yeah. Is so, that's you know, my I mean, f- right.
2: that's my fear no. too. Like I don't want them to be a, like Wood should be in Barry's mind. Wood should be gone. He should be done. And he should have reworking a plan, channeling a way to get yeah. the, his next DC and and looking at players that fit with whoever they choose. Da 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 da. Their performance down the stretch should in no way impact his. You know what I mean? Uh, if you know. they if they all of a sudden you know. start playing good defense in a couple of games down the stretch, I know people are like, oh, wait, wait, maybe we should keep Woods. No, he right. should have that decided now. Look at where you are right now and, and make that. Uh, it has to be strong that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I missed this earlier, but I just want to shout out Superfly Rob for subscribing for 10 months in a row. Thank you uh, to Superfly Rob for doing that. Um, we appreciate everybody's support showing up. Uh, after a, another disappointing loss. Um, it, it gets hard at this point. They're 3-7. As Jake said, the season is over. They're, uh, what, four and a half games out of the division lead now. Um, the wild card is is out because they've lost to literally every team <laughs> that they would uh, be competing for a wild card spot with. So um, they're, they're looking uh, at a, a postseason at home for the second year in a row. Uh, really all that is left to look forward to over the balance of the season, in my mind, is – what Deshaun Watson looks like um, with Kevin Stefanski's offense and, and how the team responds uh, to Brad's point earlier um, to Deshaun Watson being the quarterback, if he is able to raise the temperature of this team some. And, um, you know, I think it's disappointing. I think we all wanted uh, to give the team a chance to see Watson playing for something. Uh, it's going to be challenging. Certainly if uh, Ethan, Ethan Posich is out for the rest of the year, they're going to be running out a third string center of some description, uh, either, uh, well, I guess Michael Dunn's on IR, so it's pretty much Froholt at this point. Um, mm. Or, you know, I maybe Dawson Deaton off the practice squad. It's hard to know what they'll do there. That'll be one of the questions that we'll have to answer this week. Uh, but I just want to get uh, just quickly, um, Jake and, and Brad, your thoughts. Uh, go to you, Jake, on, on is there anything else to look for this season? Is it pretty much just what does Watson and Stefanski look like?
0: Yeah, I guess that. And we're measuring effort, right? We're measuring, um, you know, uh, like – how much how how bought in are some of these guys to the to the overall goal the rest of the year because if you notice a bunch of guys you know playing haphazardly it's like okay do they are they buying into the message it's sometimes it's sometimes hard to see so i mean i don't know man it's a really bleak it's bleak in terms of like again i've talked about this kind of a lot this year expectations based right like you would feel a lot better, I think, I think if the defense was playing lights out, almost Tennessee Titans-like, lights yep. out defense, and you could see, hey, man, week 11, they finally get a quarterback back. I feel bad for Jacoby Brissett because he's playing his butt off all, all year, hard as he can possibly play, and everybody is just looking forward to when he's not playing anymore. And it's like, yep. God, that sucks because this guy deserves – he deserves like to be remembered by Browns fans for what he's done here. Yes. He's, he's played so well – He's not been perfect. There's been games he's left stuff on the field and and I get that, but like for what he was asked to do in a tough situation, it's been so admirable. And like all we're doing is looking forward to the time that he's not playing because we want to see Watson. And which you're not wrong. Like I get it. Watson's a special quarterback when you you see him on a football field, but like it's just tough like that, man. And it's like okay, so you can't you can uh look forward to the uh, like everything just getting fixed with Watson. If you had some hope about that, that would be something to look forward to. And right. I I just have this fear of Watson coming out slow, which is more than likely going to be the outcome. And mm-hmm. everybody just going all the way off the deep end on all of this. And you don't have a first round pick. You don't have a ton of cap room in the off season after the new contracts kick in to make a ton of moves. So it is um, it's one of the darker times to be a Browns fan. I'm just going to be point blank honest. You don't have a ton of hope for the future right now. You don't have a ton of assets to uh, be gigantic players in free agency in the draft. And um, you don't have the arrival of a quarterback you think is going to, and I think Watson can help to Brad Brad's point earlier. And I've stressed it many times. I, I do think there are angles in which Watson can help, but you don't have the savior to the biggest woes on the team coming to fix it. So uh, it's tough. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. I think we're seeing it across the board. People aren't as interested in the team and, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way, right? It's, it's, um, it's, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think it's a really hard no, time for Browns fans. I, I think, and hard. I think you're, and they're I losing you're games brutal. in brutal fashion, they're like, yeah. they're just, they're losing games in a way that I, I've had four people text me. This is no exaggeration. Four people text me today and say, this is their least favorite Browns team in a long time. Like even yeah. le, like less than the zero oh, oh, and 16 and one in 15 renditions. Mm-hmm. Like it's cause they, they have, have no perfect.
2: identity and they have yeah. no heart it, or they yeah. don't show it, at least.
0: Yeah. I just thought the perfect example of that today was was Grant Delpit on that third down flip to the flat to Dawson Knox. Like It's third and 11, over. and it's like it's <laughs> third and 11. It's a flip off from the quarterback to the tight end because he doesn't want to get hit on a rush, and you've got to get a tight end to the ground with five yards to spare, and he just lets him get back inside and run past him. And it's like, what the hell, man? Like, How do you let the – does Antoine Winfield miss that tackle? Like, what do you, how do you miss no. that tackle? Like, in what world is I. It's just there's, there's those, those plays that are and that one and the, 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 the Harrison Bryant jump failed to get the foot <laughs> down because he jumped like fading away instead of yep. going straight yep. up and down. Like he, he was trying to fall out of away. And it's like, yeah. I just feel yep. like, I can't help but feel like guys, if Bryant goes somewhere else, Delpit goes somewhere else John Johnson I've seen him somewhere else these guys play well and it's like what about this uniform and being here is is causing the issue I don't I don't know man I don't I don't know
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help
1: Brad, I'm interested to hear your your thoughts on seven games left. they are three and seven seasons pretty much over. What what are you looking forward to seeing the rest of the way?
2: Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice to get a win next week so we could at least pretend like some of these games mattered <laughs> a little bit for Watson. I mean, you could say, hey, yeah. we're not mathematically eliminated. Hey, what if right. Watson catches fire, runs to the table, and, and just hope. the yeah. Hope in itself, I wrote a little bit about the state, just hope in itself gives you – a little bit of life, right, to come out and maybe play some of these games down the stretch uh, like they matter. Now, it's going to be important to evaluate around, you know, I think offensively we're okay evaluation-wise, but you really like, to Jake's point and your point, you want to identify things that you want to keep on this defense. and Like JOK today, despite – everything around him jok was everywhere and fantastic yes. and never lacks effort and we know he's a special player but just to further you, you use that as an example he is obviously a guy you want to be a, a core of your defense moving forward uh in some fashion right uh, yep. he's a special dude so stuff like that uh you can still be gleamed from this season and should be right the way people perform to uh, the idiot that was calling the game on CBS's uh, point at the <laughs> end of the game, although he was making a completely different point uh, about effort and whatnot and playing to the end of the game, uh, it, in a different sense, the Browns need to evaluate that way as well. Who is going to remain bought in and play all the way through, and that should be a, some sort of a baseline for a decent culture moving forward. Yep.
1: Yeah. uh, For my part, looking forward to the rest of the season, I think, you know, the return of Watson, uh, we've talked about it a few times. Uh, One thing that it could do is raise the temperature of the team because he is the franchise quarterback in waiting at this point. Um, And, you know, I I think it'll always be an open question how much this season was affected by his suspension getting handed down and then extended uh, to almost double its length to 11 games. Uh, Not to relitigate any of that, but how did that affect the team and what they thought they could achieve this season? Um, And so one of the things that I will be interested to see over those last six games is how does the team play overall? Because I think the concern as I'm sitting here listening to Jake and and Brad talk and and looking at the comments, I think the concern that I have is that right now the Browns have a quarterback that's playing pretty well uh, and an, and and an okay offense that, that is inconsistent. And I want to see that change when Watson comes back. I want to see the team be more than just that, because if that's all the team is, then I think that is a fair question to ask how much of that is the responsibility of the head coach. I
0: have no argument. I have no argument. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know guys. I don't know. I don't know. What to, I mean, I do think, I do think when they analyze the season, you all look forward to the season. I think they thought they'd be about five and five at this point. And I think we can all agree they should be five and five at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they should, and they blew those chances. Like they, I stop doing that. You, should stop, doing that you should stop I doing think I'm going to not do that show next yeah. year because it is becoming yeah. like a unfortunate predictor of what's. It's about. eerie. It it's been eerie two years. In a I row, actually yeah. haven't listened. I haven't listened to it in a while. So I think I'm going to go back and re listen to it. Um, hey, <laughs> yeah.
2: To, uh, to lighten things up, did you see the way the Jets lost today?
1: I did, I did. did you see it looked Jay? like a missed block in the back to me.
0: Jets are six and four though. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they were pretty.
1: They were
2: pretty crushed on Twitter. I mean, punt return to to with uh, five yeah. seconds
0: left to lose. Yeah, hey, have they ever lost on a blocked kick that's gotten run back? Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, right. true. Anyway, let's wrap this sucker up. We've got we've yep. said enough. Um, no, we're done. You know.
1: We're done. I, I appreciate everybody for joining us. Uh, we had a great support, again, despite the fact that the Browns are very disappointing. So thank you so much. We have the best fans, um, the OBR specifically and Browns fans generally, and we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night for Monday uh, Rewind. Uh, Mike Keefe will be leading... A different group of people through basically the same depressing conversation. <laughs> um, we will have full coverage this week uh, on the, across the OBR of uh, what went wrong in Detroit, um, and 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 we're really pivoting as you've seen. We we saw Brad wrote an article this weekend about defensive coordinator candidates. We're really trying to have one foot in this season and one foot in to next season. Uh, Jack Duffin had a great piece about what the 2023 roster might look like. So stick with us at the OBR because uh, you know we're going to cover the Browns no matter what happens. And and, um, if you're starting to wonder about what's going to happen next year, we will have that information for you as well. So for Brad Ward, for Jake Burns, thank you both fellas for joining me. Thank you to all of you out there. Thank you to Ian McBride behind the scenes. Uh, We will be back tomorrow night. Until then, uh, I guess go Browns. I don't know, man.
2: Uh, Have a (laughs) nice rest of
1: your day, everybody. Go
2: have a good night.
1: Go Browns, I guess.
2: guess.
0: (laughs) Wasn't that what Kareem Hunt's dad said last year,